Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. The Ethereum merge may be over, but the profit opportunities are not. By the end of today's call, you will know exactly how the ETH merge went down through the lens of on-chain analytics. Not only this, but you will have discovered three strategies to profit from Ethereum after the merge. Now, before we get to that point in the call, however, we've got a lot of very important ground to cover. We're going to look at the BTC, ETH and altcoin market charts. To understand the charts today, we must understand what happened at the FOMC meeting yesterday. A huge event that every single investor in the world was looking out for and we will make sure we understand what it means for us in the crypto markets. We'll also look at the top headlines in the crypto news today. Remember, despite what's happening with the prices, the news is where we can identify key risks and opportunities. Overall, the Federal Reserve was also feeling pretty generous yesterday. Important to open up a one-day BTC chart to make sense of this next bit of the call. Around about 10 p.m. GST is when the FOMC meeting happened and we found out the interest rate hikes for this current period and we got the statements of course from Jerome Powell as well. We saw a immediate sell-off following this event, probably just a knee-jerk reaction to the 75 basis point hike that was announced, but you'll see that quickly this was recovered or retraced back to the levels it was trading at and even a little bit higher. Then for a few hours we saw BTC prices continue to fall. Again, this all looks like a bit of a knee-jerk reaction because gradually, gradually, gradually throughout the rest of the day, BTC has recovered to pretty much exactly where it was trading before. Remember, the charts always tell a story, and this story suggests to me that there was initial panic at the FOMC meeting just because of the importance of the event, and it looks like the overall what went down was well received and the markets have recovered. Or in other words, even if it wasn't well received, it was within expectations. So let's take a look at exactly how it went down. First and foremost, the Fed raised interest rates a robust 75 basis points for a third consecutive time after the most recent price data showed inflation remaining stubbornly high and the economy slowing more gradually than the bank had hoped, including a still torrid job market. As well as the interest rate decision, Jerome Powell also made a couple of statements to the market. Jerome Powell opened by saying, my colleagues and I are still strongly committed to bringing inflation back down to our 2% goal, immediately confirming that if more hikes are necessary, they're gonna happen because inflation needs to come back down to 2%. Remember, 2% is the target inflation and it's the whole reason that the Federal Reserve is allowed to exist. This is their mandate for existing. It is to maintain stable inflation whilst ensuring maximum employment. He also said over the coming months, we will be looking for compelling evidence that inflation is moving down consistent with inflation returning to 2%. In other words, reconfirming the importance of observing macro data points in the economy. Finally, he said the historical record cautioned strongly against prematurely loosening policy, perhaps suggesting that it's going to take a lot to convince the Fed that inflation is under control and past experiences has them a little bit on edge. 
So as mentioned, 75 basis points did not really surprise the market. It was actually pretty good news in the sense that it's what everyone expected and it wasn't the harsher scenario of 100 basis points. And actually this speech came in pretty dovish or as we would have hoped. To help convey why I think this speech was pretty good, let's compare it with the previous speech that Jerome Powell gave at the Jackson Hole Economic Symposium. Compare the language here. Failure to restore price stability will bring far greater pain. We are taking forceful and rapid steps to moderate demand. Higher interest rates will bring pain to households and businesses. We're probably seeing Bitcoin prices recover because as well as the good 75 basis point interest rate decision, the language in the press conference is a lot softer. The next FOMC meeting will be in 41 days. Again, we find ourselves in a scenario where the market is considering a 50 basis point hike versus a 75 basis point hike. And 75 basis points looks a little bit more likely, but 50 basis points is not out of the question. I'll be keeping an eye on macro data to see which event is more likely to play out. 50 would definitely be better news for the crypto markets. On the one day, the Ethereum chart looks almost identical, perhaps showing the magnitude that the FOMC meeting did have on all assets. Looking a bit further out, the price of the second largest crypto by market value has indeed been tumbling in the aftermath of last week's merge, the landmark technological overhaul of the Ethereum network as investors prioritize its potential longer term benefits over any immediate price impact. It seems likely that investors will soon be eyeing next year's Ethereum's Shanghai upgrade, which will allow users to withdraw staked ETH. I've said this many times, the Ethereum merge was just one step of many when it comes to the Blockwork Network's planned upgrades. Altcoin markets have followed a similar pattern. EOS, one of the most notable losers, currently trading 5% down on the daily. And the notable winner on the 24 hour is Algorand up about 13% on the daily. Charts done, let's move on to the top headlines in the day. And remember after that, we're gonna go into our three Ethereum merge strategies. Let's begin with a fantastic headline. Sam Bankman-Fried's crypto exchange FTX is reportedly engaged in talks with investors to raise $1 billion in new funding as it looks to utilize extra capital for financial acquisitions during the bear market. CNBC originally reported the news and the talks apparently are still ongoing and the details could be subject to change. But if found to be true, the amount of funding would keep FTX's current valuation of roughly $32 billion intact. The potential $1 billion funding round would add to the $400 million FTX raised in January and could signal strong investor faith in the firm despite the sector undergoing a lengthy crypto winter. Always remember, it is easy to build in a bull market. Bear markets are a valuable opportunity to identify projects, corporations, exchanges that continue to build and grow. The ones that can survive and thrive in a bear market are the ones you want to be looking out for in the next bull market. It can't all be good news. Top headline number two, winter has come early for some. Algorithmic market maker Winter Mute became the latest to fall victim to a multi-million dollar hack, joining a growing list of DeFi protocols to suffer this fate. Wintermute is a technology provider with a focus on high-frequency trading. They partner with dozens of exchanges and trading platforms to provide liquidity. Two days ago, the CEO did tweet that they had been hacked for about $160 million in their DeFi operations. 
apparently their C-Fine OTC operations were not affected. He was quick to add that they remained solvent, with more than twice the hacked amount remaining in equity. To quell fears further, he said that any lenders who preferred to call back their loans could be accommodated. Worth noting that there are still hopes that this is a white hack attack and the majority of the funds will be returned. Worth noting that DeFi hacks in 2022 eclipsed the value of 2021 by March this year, with the FBI issuing its own warning. For a list of DeFi hacks this year to date, you can check out CryptoSec. Two more crypto headlines until we get into our three ETH profit strategies. The next headline is not a very positive one, but here at Market Meditations, we believe in telling you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear, because remember, the markets don't care what you want. Jamie Dimon is the chairman and CEO of JP Morgan Chase, which is one of the world's largest investment banks. He is known as one of the world's largest Bitcoin critics due to his statements back in 2017 that cryptocurrency was a fraud and that he would, quote, fire any employee trading Bitcoin for being stupid. That aged well. Diamond, along with half a dozen other CEOs from the United States' largest banks, discussed the future of cryptocurrencies during a Congress hearing on Wednesday. He once again reiterated his stance by stating that he is open to properly regulated stablecoins before throwing yet another dig at Bitcoin. I'm a major skeptic on crypto tokens, what you call a currency like Bitcoin. They are decentralized Ponzi schemes and the notion that it's good for anybody is unbelievable. Diamond said it's dangerous. Diamond's comments came a day after news broke that lawmakers had drafted a new stablecoin bill that would temporarily ban payment coins that are not backed by outside assets among other provisions. Worth noting, there will always be people who don't agree with cryptocurrency, and we just gotta hope that the balance of scales means that there are more people who do believe in it. Last but not least, Kraken's Jesse Powell will step down as CEO and stay on the board as chair. Jesse Powell will be succeeded as CEO by Chief Operating Officer Dave Ripley, who has been with the crypto exchange since 2016. Ripley says that his goals are in lockstep with Powell's. Insofar as he holds his end of the bargain, the crypto exchange is sure to continue its progression as it has for the last 11 years. Congratulations if you have made it this far because we are about to go into the three Ethereum merge strategies. Ethereum's merge was one of the most anticipated events crypto has seen in recent years, but now it is done, what next? We can use on-chain data to show how Ethereum behaved, applying the lessons learned to earn more. Exchange flows measure how much of an asset is being transferred to and from exchange wallets. Exchanges can be used to sell an asset, with non-exchange wallets often used for longer-term holding. Therefore, in theory, inflows onto exchanges can indicate potential selling pressure. Whilst the reality is often more complex, there is certainly value in this data. On September 14th, the day before the merge, almost 1 million ETH was transferred onto exchanges. This reversed a long-term downwards trend in the number of ETH held on exchanges. One explanation is that investors wanted to be ready to sell their ETH in the case the merge was unsuccessful. However, even though the merge was executed successfully, much of this Ethereum remains on exchanges. Another is that investors wanted to farm potential airdrops for proof-of-work ETH. Whilst this token does not exist yet, exchanges such as FTX created a market in anticipation of the token launch, airdropping users a new asset based on their existing ETH holdings. So that was our first on-chain analytics Ethereum merge observation. This is the second. 
At its core, Ethereum allows users to build smart contracts. These are programs that are stored on the blockchain. We can use deployment of these smart contracts as a proxy for developer activity. Contract deployments are at their lowest levels since May 2017. This indicates low levels of developer activity. Deployments have been running at low levels, in fact, for the last 12 months. So two bits of on-chain observations, three ways now that you can profit or take advantage of this information. Number one, consider potential selling pressure for ETH. Exchange inflows of Ethereum reached their highest levels in 2022. And whilst the merge was executed successfully, the majority of this ETH remains on exchanges. Strategy number two, farm forks for airdrops. This isn't the first fork and it won't be the last. These kinds of events give way for potential profits. And in this instance, investors were able to profit simply by moving the location of their ETH. Finally, look out for an increase in contract deployments. Decentralized finance and NFTs were both new applications of Ethereum's smart contract functionality and acted as catalysts for the latest bull run. An increase in contract deployments will show an increase in developer activity and potentially reveal the emergence of a new use case. On-chain analytics provide so many opportunities for profit. This is just one of them. I provide many on a regular basis on these market update calls. La revedere. That is goodbye in Romanian.